0: I glad you're with us. It is 27 days. We may know four weeks from today who it was elected or not. You know, what's amazing to me? Um, I don't know what it is about the industry that I work in, but television, radio, by the way, and we do start our 25th year at Fox officially. I thought we had started it, but apparently I was wrong. But um, anyway, so it's our 25th year and i was there from day one i'm very blessed honored appreciative that i'm i've had the opportunity i never talk about my radio syndication anniversaries cuz it's the day before 911 that we syndicated 2001 it just doesn't seem appropriate to me and we never talk about it um but i am grateful to have this microphone every day and i am grateful for the opportunity i'm given every night to be on television and you know i i will say this we, uh, you know, I work in an industry with a bunch of pampered, overpaid, and many egomaniacs. Um, and someone says, ah, you're describing yourself, you big idiot. Oh, whatever, I don't care. Um, I know my strengths and we- weaknesses in life. <laughs> Linda's laughing. Um, and I'm very open about them. But this is like a season where you begin to see a lot about people in your industry. Now, there are the 99% of media mob people, they, they've lied to us for over four years. You know, every second, every minute, every hour of every 24-hour day, they have been out there lying to us. Do you think they care that we now know that then-CIA Director Brennan briefed Obama, that Hillary concocted this phony trump russia narrative to distract away from the the illegal u.s. violation of the espionage act 18 u.s.c. 793 and then the deleted subpoenaed emails and the bleach bit to the hard drive and the hammers and the sim cards removed you think they care no do they care at all that when they investigated this thing, that they found out that Hillary's bought and paid for dirty Russian misinformation dossier put together by Christopher Steele with funneled money to, from a law firm to an op research firm to Christopher Steele, former MI6 guy, and that the source was a known Russian operative for 10 years and they still continued with their premeditated fraud on a court? No, they don't care about that either. So you see that there, there, are no, there are no guiding principles of truth. You know, the, the feigned outrage that you see, well, Donald Trump was involved in Russia collusion, but you're going to ignore Hillary's Russia collusion. Well, they didn't rule on obstruction of justice in the Mueller report. Well, Rod Rosenstein and Bill Barr did, and there was none. But there was obstruction with Hillary with the deletion of her emails and bleach bit and hammers. They don't care. You know, there wasn't a quid pro quo on the Zelensky President Trump call. But but there was with quid pro quo, Joe, you're not getting a billion dollars unless you fire that prosecutor who's investigating my zero experienced son. There's no outrage over that either. So you can see a lot about people in the in the media. I have I have nothing but contempt for them. They lie with abandon. They are nothing but an extension of all things radical, democratic, socialist uh, uh, the agenda. That's who they are. It's state-run propaganda, Pravda newspapers like the New York Times and the Washington Post. No wonder they hate me and write all these horrible articles about me. Basically, even at times, accusing me of murder. Why do you think I've hired Charles Harder and Lynn Wood? Stay tuned. That's all I can say. And, you know, all, and, the, and the rest of them. I mean, does anybody watch CNN and do you really not see that their agenda driven and every second minute hour of every day fake news CNN hates Donald Trump or fake news? The conspiracy theory channel, they peddle lies, hoaxes, conspiracy theories for four years. They never get held accountable. And it's no different with ABC. It's no different with NBC. It's no different with the networks at all. I mean, I will say at Fox, you get varying points of view. It won't matter. We'll get into this later in the program today. I mean, NBC was literally caught red-handed with this town hall that took place in, in Florida where they supposedly had undecided voters appearing on the NBC News town hall with Lester Holt well, it turns out that they had also been known, They, uh, they both, the, both the people that said they were undecided had appeared on MSDNC in August as Biden supporters. That's how corrupt this gets. So, you know, it, it, not, none of these things matter. It's the end game for them. You know, for them, the ends justifies the means. And if it means lying, if it means covering up, if it means taking on breathtaking hypocrisy, they'll, they will do it. They are doing it. They have been doing it, and it's never been this bad. I was not wrong in 2007 when I said journalism is, is dead. There's a reason I call the media the mob, because they are the mob. And you've got these institutional forces that I keep discussing. You've got the 99% media mob in the tank Nothing but an extension of all things radical, socialist, Democratic, Biden, Harris, you know, uh, you know, media room. I mean, they're the press office for for the for this campaign and it's anything and everything they can do. They don't do their job. And then you've got other institutions. You got the Democratic Party. There's no fundamental desire for any truth among Democrats or honesty or intellectual honesty on their part. You know, it's all things advanced against Donald Trump for the party. Everybody knows that Joe Biden is a a shell of his former self. Everybody knows that he's weak. Everybody knows that he's frail. Everybody knows that he is struggling cognitively. It is not a secret. They talk about it. They tell me about it, some of them the few people that I do have contact with, Um, they understand it. And if it means that this is the most radical agenda, which if ever implemented would make this country unrecognizable, therefore that too. And then you've got the institutional forces of this whole never Trump effort. You know, the Lincoln project, you you know, these are many of the people that told us as conservatives, suck it up for the good of the party. It's the lesser of two evils to vote for John McCain, the lesser of two evils to vote for Mitt Romney. They were not strong, solid conservatives. I felt better about Romney at the time than I did McCain. But I, I like McCain's service to his country. I still believe he would have done a better job than Obama Biden. I still think Romney would have done a better job. But you've got a guy that is governed as a conservative. And I told you the truth about that. Took a lot of heat from a lot of people that didn't believe me. And I I think we've proven that to be true also. And, you know, but they're not Republican. They say they're Republicans. The Lincoln Project, the MSDNC, quote, Republicans. They're not. They're so if you cannot buy into radical socialism of Joe Biden and the Green New Deal of Joe Biden and accept that he's not going to answer if he's going to pack the courts, eliminate the legislative filibuster, maybe move towards eliminating the Electoral College, raise taxes, new Green Deal, open borders, amnesty. What? Give the mullahs in Iran another $150 billion in cash, and other currency and say that you are a Republican. You're a liar. So, you know, they they can't even be honest about it. We're really, we're the real Republicans. No, they're not. And I'm not even a Republican. I'm a conservative. So we got this debate tonight and it's going to take place with Kamala Harris and and Vice President Pence. It should be interesting uh, based on the debate that Kamala had and particularly with Joe Biden, you know, I remember she she studied her line she took a dead-aim look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden wouldn't even look her in the eye. And and I was that little girl. In other words, a victim of Biden's anti-school integration and, and busing policies. Um, and she said it. And then when she was asked on one of the late-night shows about it, well, that's only a debate. What does only a debate mean? It doesn't mean anything? That you don't mean what you say? But, you know, all of this, there are... You know, and, and then I listen to the people that are on the fence now. Well, if Trump loses, it's only his, he only has himself to blame. Well, that wouldn't be true either. Because you know what? They're a weak, feckless, visionless, spineless, you know, put their finger in the air commentators, politicians, and everybody else that don't want to come in on the wrong side of which way the election turns out. I can't tell you how this is going to end in 27 days. The way I am urging you to look at this is that assume that the polls are right. Assume that we're behind. Assume that your vote is needed. Assume that it's all hands on deck. Assume that this is a real clear present danger agenda for the future of the country. And assume that the president could lose because you have all these institutional forces against them. We will get the country we deserve. I don't mind going all in for candidates that I believe in. And I do believe that Donald Trump is best able and capable to keep this country safe and secure. Restore law in order. And rebuild the the economic success that he gave us that was unprecedented. Keep us on the path of energy independence. Secure our borders. Put constitutionalists on the court. And it's worth fighting for. It's not about me. If if I end up, well, I, if I had my way, Obama wouldn't have been elected twice. You win some, you lose some. I'd rather not lose this one with 27 days to go. It'll be interesting if it comes out tonight, Kamala Harris She said at one point she believed Biden accusers. She challenged him saying, I was that little girl. And she was talking about Joe partnering with the former Klansman, Robert KKK Byrd, to stop the integration of public schools because he didn't want his children going to schools that were racial jungles. I wonder if she's going to have to answer that question tonight. I wouldn't count on it. Will she be asked about accusing Joe Biden of coddling the reputations of segregationists? It'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't be a member of the U.S. Senate if those men he praised had their way. It'll be interesting to see if that comes up. It'll be interesting to see if she compares ICE to the KKK as she's done. I wonder if the Jussie Smollett hate crime hoax will come up that she called the modern day lynching. I wonder if the fact that she supported the Minnesota Defense Fund that put up bail for violent criminals and even child molesters. I wonder if that'll come up. I wonder if the smears she led against Kavanaugh will come up. I wonder if it'll come up that she is a co-sponsor of the Green New Deal. I wonder if it'll come up that she was a co-sponsor of Bernie Sanders Medicare for All and the fact that she supported ending all private health care plans in the country. I wonder if it'll it'll come up in tonight's debate that she supports getting rid of plastic straws and putting limits on the amount of red meat we can buy. I wonder if it'll come up that she supports sanctuary cities, states, and amnesty and the idea of eliminating ICE. I wonder if her support of defunding the police and praise of Mayor Garcetti for cutting the LAPD will come up. I wonder if it will come up that she believes that That a president through executive fiat and and executive action can take away our Second Amendment rights. She said three times that she does support stacking the U.S. Supreme Court. I wonder if any of this is going to come up tonight. Because if it doesn't, those people that would say, well, blame all, all of this is on Donald Trump. No, it's not. A lot of it is on us. That we allow the mob to get away with it and we don't do a good enough job of telling people the truth. And in that sense, we all get, I would get blame. But there are powerful forces to defeat this president. That's why I say you are the ultimate jury. I hope you know how high the stakes are. I'm trying to warn you. I'm not wrong here. And, you know, what do we do if we lose? You keep fighting for liberty and freedom. Will we be successful? I don't know. I can't give you an answer. All right, 25 till the uh, top of the hour. Glad you're with us. 27 days, you are the ultimate jury. Ask yourself, and maybe play a game tonight, assuming you're going to be watching the vice presidential debate out in Salt Lake City, um, whether or not Kamala Harris is asked, does she still believe Biden's accusers? ask yourself do you think that question will come up do you think her challenge to joe in one of the earlier primary debates that i was that little girl in other words a victim of biden and his partnership with the former klansman his friend and mentor robert Byrd, um on stopping the integration of school and busing policies and you know is she going to be asked about well you're now his running mate. Why did you believe that? Why would you partner with somebody that that believed these things? Or when she accused Joe Biden of coddling the reputations of, of segregationists like the former Klansman Byrd. Uh, does she stand by her comment when she compared ICE to the KKK? That would she stand by her comment? I'd not be a member of the, the Senate if... The men that Biden praised had their way. Does she stand by her statement that Jussie Smollett's hate crime hoax is a modern day lynching? Does she stand by her support of the Minnesota Defense Fund that put up bail for these anarchists and even violent criminals? And I know in one case, a child molester. Does she stand by defunding the police the way she did? Does she stand by and support sanctuary cities, states, uh, the idea of eliminating ice and free health care? Does she stand by all of this? Does she does she apologize to Justice Kavanaugh? Because we know a lot of the allegations she was leading a lot of that fight. Is she still a supporter, a co-sponsor of the Green New Deal? Is she still a co-sponsor of Bernie's Medicare for All? Uh, Is she still in the camp that supports eliminating choice for private health care plans? Does she still believe executive orders can eliminate Second Amendment rights? Uh, Does she still support packing the U.S. Supreme Court? I mean, I I would think this is 101. I don't think she's going to ask. The only way these questions will come up probably is if Mike Pence brings them up. It's not going to be her bringing it up. You know, does she she stand by Joe's comments on race? Um, We went through a whole list of, of questions, you know, about Joe Biden that he's yet to answer. What about his comment about racial jungles? He didn't want his kids. That's that's what he said. You know, what about Joe's comments? You ain't black if you vote for Donald Trump. Now, you would think if the, the media were fair and balanced and across, that they'd ask these questions. They finally get an opportunity to ask her some questions. You'd think that they would ask those questions tonight. Or some of the, she supports publicly funded health care for illegal immigrants. She opposes deportation of individuals who are in this country illegally. You know, her total, for example, and spending would cost $46 trillion after the Manhattan Institute you know, pointed out in a that her spending plans would be that high. Um, if you look at some other positions that she's had, she had pointed to, to certain tweets when she said the Democratic Party was comparable to a li- liberal-cratic or neo-clanist entity. Um, she, you know, and, and all the other positions. She would ban fracking. And she was against the fossil fuel industry. She promised stricter gun control. She was open to the idea of supporting a mandatory buyback program of, of certain weapons. Uh, she's uh, totally in support of taxpayer-funded abortions as an, as an option. She supported the, what, extensive six-month paid family leave plan for all workers. Uh, she proposed $10 trillion in climate change plans that would lead to net zero emissions. And uh, she was a strong advocate for reimagining what policing would look like in the future. These are pretty radical positions. Does she have any comments about the special deals with Hunter Biden and and Joe's quid pro quo and the demand that he that that a prosecutor get fired so zero experience Hunter can be made, can make millions? Is she concerned about Hunter Biden's payments from the first lady of Moscow? Is she concerned about Hunter Biden's relationship with Russian oligarchs, Ukrainian oligarchs, Kazakh oligarchs, or shopping sprees with Chinese nationals? Is she concerned about any of these things? I don't, how much do you think this is going to be asked? They'll say, well, everything's on Donald Trump. No, I don't think so. This is the biggest donation in the history of polit- American politics. Look, the, the media hated Reagan. Reagan. The media has hated every Republican president. And I find it very odd that, you know, John McCain forgot all the viciousness that the media threw at him. You know, when he was the, when he was the, the rogue independent, they loved him. But when he ran for president, they destroyed him. Mitt Romney was destroyed by the media when, when he ran for president, and now they praise him. And uh, There's something psychologically I don't get in any of this. But the same thing with Donald Trump, they every single two years, every four year election cycle, it's the same thing. I warn you about it. And it always happens. We see it happening even this week. Um, And look, the Democratic Party has gone nuts. Adam Schiff, Trump ending relief talks, calls into question whether he's being impaired by the the drugs he's taken for covid-19. Casio Cortez, we shouldn't make large political decisions with a POTUS in a in a perilous medical state. Okay, there's none of the medicines that we're talking about that is altering one's state of consciousness. Good grief, um, and uh, and all these things. Does anyone care that we now learn that Hillary made it all up and that and that Barack Obama was warned by Brennan? That Hillary manufactured this whole Russia-Trump narrative as a means of distracting from her, you know, secret server with emails that violated the Espionage Act, the subpoenaed emails that she deleted, the bleach bit that she used to clean her hard drive. Anyone care? Does anyone care that the source for her Russian disinformation dossier was a known Russian-connected agent for 10 years by the FBI and they kept going? I mean, you see the power here of the of the mob. And this is what Donald Trump and and Mike Pence are now up against. By the way, there are twenty three hundred. It was in The Wall Street Journal, infectious disease experts that endorsed the president's approach to covid. But you're never going to hear that from anybody. You know, Trump says he will back specific relief measures after he put a relief, uh, put an end to the. You know, what did, what did Nancy Pelosi demand, nearly $3 trillion more? He said, no, that's not happening. But he is going forward with other aid and other help and other support. The president rightly yesterday moved forward and fully authorized the total declassification of any and all documents pertaining to the single greatest political crime in American history, the Russia hoax. Likewise, the Hillary Clinton email scandal, no redactions. Paul Sperry, I think, rightly pointed out. When all the documents are finally declassified and all the redactions are removed from the reports, the nation is going to see that the FBI and CIA not only knew that Russia collusion allegations against the presidents were a political dirty trick, but they were in on the trick. This might be the tipping point on that front. But again, in 27 days, uh, if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are elected, this will all go away. But the president has uh, we should have done this a long time ago. Why we waited? I I cannot give you any explanation because it's beyond reprehensible that the CIA, the FBI and then President Obama. And I'd love to know what Joe knew and when he knew it, concealed all of this information for four years, that all of which would have dramatically altered uh, Donald Trump's presidency and not drag this country through hell the way they've dragged us through hell for four years because that's what's happened anyway the aclj has obtained new fbi records and comey's uh, spies placed in the white house via the freedom of information act obama biden white house communications with comey and mccabe the night before trump's inauguration anyway this n- recent revelation shows that uh Bob uh, Mueller's team was out to get the president, FBI agent who played a lead role in investigating General Flynn, told the Justice Department there was never any evidence of wrongdoing uh, by General Flynn. The ACLJ has been exposing deep state subversion of the Obama-Biden FBI for years now, and they've done a lot of it through the Freedom of Information Act, and now we can report the new documents turned over to the ACLJ, in terms of their litigation over Comey's spies placed in the White House, show that President Obama's White House counsel emailed Comey and McCabe the day before Inauguration Day and attached a letter, and the FBI withheld the actual letter from the Freedom of Information Act request, but and they're challenging that in court. But on the night of January 19, 2017, 9.52 p.m., Comey emails the general counsel, James Baker at the FBI, with an attached PDF, a letter, and the email is marked top secret. The email is then forwarded to President Obama's White House counsel and that they had sent to Comey and McCabe earlier in the day with the top line, top secret, and the attached letter, the director and, and deputy director. Why has that not been released? They should release it all. Let the American people see it. And Here we are 27 days out of an election, and we're only finding out for the first time. Um, by the way, Biden is now telling reporters, well, I think if Trump still has COVID, we should cancel the debate. Well, it's going to be past the 14 day period. So I don't think it's going to be a problem, especially since the president has has not had any more signs or symptoms, not even a fever since he's gotten on his therapeutics, which included Regeneron and Remdesivir. And I believe he also took a steroid and and a pep, you know, like Pepsi or whatever else he's taking. Uh, Gallup still finds the economy is the top issue in this election. The governor of Puerto Rico has now endorsed President Trump. A lot of pollsters have been warning the Biden campaign that the candidate support among Hispanic uh, voters and African Americans is not what he needs for him to win. We'll find out. I guess in 27 days, Trump says he is willing to sign independent COVID nineteen relief measures, not the big. A uh, plan uh, that would waste a lot of money that Nancy Pelosi was pushing and demanding. So we'll watch that. We'll get to this later in the program. The media has been busted trying to rig another Biden town hall. NBC, Lester Holt to have a town hall supposedly with undecided voters. Turns out two of the people asking the questions were, were already identified as voicing their support for Biden on MSDNC back in August whoopsie-daisy, how did that happen? How could something like that ever happen? Um, anyway, the next week they begin the hearings as it relates to Amy Coney Barrett. We'll be following that very closely. Uh, Biden and Harris want to end cash bail, abolish the death penalty, and free thousands of felons currently in jail. Now that the policies are endorsed, they've now helped boost, uh, you know, wh- what have they done to keep anybody safe? Now, the cop in the case of the George Floyd, the the cop that had put his knee on the neck of George Floyd, I believe that person, this guy named Chauvin, charged with second degree murder, third degree murder and manslaughter in connection with Floyd's death, has now posted a million dollars in bail and has been released from jail, hoping that we don't have any fallout from that as we've been watching around the country. I think we've seen enough misery uh, and violence and mayhem for uh, a lifetime. Anyway, I want to remind you about our friends. We have a lot coming up. Um, Bill O'Reilly is going to join us today. We'll check in with Leo Terrell and Sergeant Dimitri uh, Penny is going to join us. All right, glad you're with us. Just 27 days, and you are the ultimate jury. We do have some breaking news on the issue of the George Floyd case, you might remember. Uh, we now have the police officer that was involved in, in that case, the officer that had put his foot on the on the neck of george floyd uh his name is derek chauvin he's now posted a a million dollars in bail he's been released from jail he's charged with second degree murder third degree murder and manslaughter in connection with floyd's death and uh that is the viral what eight nine minute video of, of his knee on the neck of george floyd um, not sure. Yeah, I guess in this day and age, you just have to worry what some people's reaction to this would be. Uh, we have a new report out today. The Council of Criminal Justice finding that the homicide rate just this past summer, this peaceful summer, according to Michelle Obama, mostly peaceful. Something that Joe Biden never talked about at the Democratic National Convention, nor did the Democrats. Mostly peaceful, we were told. Summer of love zones, autonomy zones. Uh, let's see, chaz and chop zones and spaghetti potluck dinner zones. Anyway, homicides, aggravated assaults. Uh, when you look at the summer, it was more than 50% higher than the summer prior in 2019. Homicides, aggravated assaults, rose beginning in late May and June, And the report says the homicide rate increased 53 percent between June and August. Compared with the same period in 2019, aggravated assaults went up 14 percent. The Biden-Harris plan, as it relates to police officers, get rid of cash bail and the death penalty, eliminate mandatory minimum sentences for nonviolent crimes, abolish private prisons and decriminalize marijuana. Uh, we also went over Kamala Harris. Um, remember, she was out there supporting the defunding of the LAPD to the tune of 150 million. Also, is out there and suggested things like, "Oh, let's reimagine what police departments will look like." Here with us, Leo 2.0, Leo 2.0, civil rights attorney, radio host in his own right, Sergeant Dimitrić. Uh, Penny is with us, 21-year veteran of the Dallas Police Force, president of the Dallas-Texas National Fallen Officer Foundation, and now a U.S. congressional candidate in the 30th District of Texas. Um, you know, when you look at the issue of of crime and violence and everything that we witnessed, and then, say, Michelle Obama's comments yesterday, uh, Leo 2.0, uh, I'm thinking, okay, uh, are my eyes deceiving me? Because I saw a lot of mayhem, a lot of violence. I saw police officers assaulted nightly, over 3,000 of them injured. We have almost 50 dead cops this year. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Michelle's right. Maybe they were mostly peaceful. I just missed it.
1: No, you're absolutely uh, right. Uh, you saw what I saw, what America saw, burning and looting and rioting in Democratic cities. Michelle Obama respectfully lied to the public in that video. When she says only a small fraction, we saw the burning, the looting, the, the, the insurance rates going up that went on for the entire summer, how the Democratic mayors and governors ignore any request by the president, if you need help, I'll help you. And now, respectfully, this officer who has the right to get bail, they just set a potter cake. Because with Michelle Obama giving looters and rioters a green light because you don't riot, and with Democratic mayors looking the other way, Black Lives Matter extremist groups can go out and riot. Hopefully, not because this man was able to seek his constitutional rights and receive bail. So I just think she set a powder keg, and the motivation behind that is because they're losing the black vote to Donald Trump.
0: Okay, now we have also Kamala Harris who's debating Mike Pence tonight, uh, Sergeant. You know, she supported the Minnesota Defense Fund. That was the fund that put up bail for uh, alleged violent uh, criminals, including the anarchists, so they could get back out on the street as part of the uh, Biden-Bernie manifesto that calls for an end and an elimination of all bail, um, which to me has not worked out very well in a state like New York. Uh, I, I would think this might be an issue that comes up during the debate tonight, but I don't know if any of it comes up tonight. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So when you have anytime you have a bail that's put in place, bails essentially hold the individuals accountable. So uh, let's think about this this chafing situation. We had had a, had a million dollar bail. Uh, what he would have to do is go to a bail's bondsman and post, you know, and basically post his bond, uh, which would probably come up with a hundred thousand dollars, typically like ten percent of, of of that million, come up with a hundred thousand to get out of jail. But when you do that. They, they typically have conditions on being released, and that's why we need bills in place so that these individuals, when they get out of jail, we need to be able to have conditions on them so when they violate, we can go back and pick them up. So all this, the, the idea of releasing people without bail is unfair. Now, we, we, we got to get rid of that nonsense because the bottom line is if there is nothing to hold them accountable, these in, individuals are going to continually uh, go out and victimize the public. So we have to be, we got to have those bills in place.
0: Well, I I think so. But, you know, look, look at the entirety of of Kamala Harris's record. Uh, Now, first of all, she said she believed Biden accusers. Remember, she attacked Joe Biden in that primary debate. I was that little girl and said she was a victim when Biden partnered with the former Klansman, Robert Byrd, uh, stopping the integration of public schools uh, because he didn't want his kids going to schools that were racial jungles. Kamala Harris has compared ICE to the KKK. She's accused Joe of coddling the reputations of segregationists like Robert Byrd. She said, I would not be a member of the Senate if those men had uh, that he praised had their way. She called Jussie Smollett's hate crime hoax a modern-day lynching. She supported the Minnesota Defense Fund, as I just mentioned. She led the smear against Kavanaugh. She's a co-sponsor of the Green New Deal in the Senate also a co-sponsor of Bernie's Medicare for All. She supported ending all private health insurance plans, all of them. She even goes as far as to support banning plastic straws and eliminating and putting limits on red meat. She supported sanctuary cities and states and the idea of eliminating ICE. She supports the defunding the police effort like she did in Los Angeles. She supports getting rid of gun rights through executive action of a president, and she supports stacking the U.S. Supreme Court. How's that going to fly in tonight's debate, Leo Terrell, or will they even bring any of this up?
1: Well, you know what? First of all, Sean, you gave a laundry list of her position. And you know what? She gives lawyers a bad name. But which Kamala Harris do we believe? And I hope Mike Pence just heard what you said, because Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist. But when she got the position as VP, he's no longer a racist. Kamala Harris believed that Joe Biden may have been a sexual harasser, but when she gets the VP with Tara Reed, but when she gets the VP nominee, uh, she forgets that. She totally forgot that entire situation. Kamala Harris allows sexual predators by financing bail relief money in Minneapolis. And to tell you something else that you just missed, but I want to add this. Besides defunding the police, supporting Eric Garcetti's position of defunding police, and he'll never win another office in California, there was two ambush officers in the state of California. Kamala Harris, she went to Jacob Blake's house. She didn't go to those officers' house or those families of the officers. She didn't visit those two officers who were ambushed in California by some thugs. Kamala Harris will do anything just for Kamala Harris. Does she care about California? No. Does she care about Americans? No. She only cares about herself. I not just so. pray that Mike Pence does a job on her.
0: And uh, what are your thoughts, Sergeant Penny? I mean, these are pretty—they're ra- yeah. not pretty. They're very radical positions.
2: Look, that's that's all that the left has is the racism position. That's all that—that's all she's going to play to, and the only consistent thing about camilla harris is that she's inconsistent every message that she has is inconsistent so all she's doing is playing up whatever she can do to get votes and and bottom line is if she if if god forbid that she ever makes it that she does well in this in this debate that you're going to have the democrats come out and they're going to play up this black woman you know this our chance this is our and no this, this is not our camilla harris is nowhere close to to, to understand and the plight of what's happening in the black community. And I think it's important for, for black Americans to realize that that people that these these pawns that are being put out there by the Democrat Party, they don't represent us. They don't represent the interests of the people in the community. And and we just gotta stay stay true to our values and we gotta push away from that nonsense. So I'm hoping that Pence does his job tonight and just really breaks all the way down on all of her
0: inconsistencies. Let's go to the comments that Joe Biden made yesterday of about uh black women stocking the shelves during covid
3: the american public the blinders have been taken off they've all of a sudden seen a hell of a lot clearer they've seen geez the reason i was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf or i got a Young Hispanic is out there. These dreamers are out there, 60,000 of them, acting as first responders and nurses and docs. Or all of a sudden, people are realizing, my Lord, you know, these people have done so much, not just black, white, across the board.
0: Your reaction, Leo Terrell, what is that all about?
3: I don't know what his reaction was.
1: If I heard heard the, the recording correctly, I don't know what his position is. Uh, did he was that the, the tape that dealt with the uh, the he stayed in the house because he had a black woman uh, stock his shelves. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, I mean that's what he's saying. I mean yeah, you know anecdotally cool. the reason that I supported masks pretty early or the use of them was that I would go shopping at my local grocery store in the middle of the shift show of COVID in in New York and nobody got the virus, I'd see the same people working every week, and I'd talk to all the people that were stocking the shelves and the cashiers and everybody else working there, and they all had their masks and their shields, and they were fine.
1: I, I don't understand. Joe Biden has just lost it. I, I just don't understand what he's talking about at all. And, and this has to be further exposed by Trump next week when he does the debate.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I had no idea what he was talking about, Sarge. I, I mean, he know, does he know? Does he ever go shopping? Go. Does he know the people there? You know, because this Let's is also stuff. the same guy that was talking about shutting down the economy again.
2: And, and you know what? When he shut down the economy, when they made this decision that they were going to push out and scare America into shutting down the economy, guess who got hurt? The black communities got hurt. And, and I'm and you know what? Even after they were ordering to to wear the mask and all that stuff, I can tell you what was happening in the inner city in, in the in the the inner city, most people, they they, it was almost like a, it was just a shocker to them. Everyone wasn't wearing masks, and you 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 didn't have the 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 fear that was pushing out, that was being pushed out by the the Democrat Party and and all these these leftists that were trying to scare people into submission. You just didn't have that. That message was not resonating at the time. But now that you have the media involved in it and they're pushing that out there, now all of a sudden you know COVID is is you know it, it has it's, racism is i mean just all kinds of nonsense that's being tied to the virus yes it's a real virus yes we do have concerns but at the same time we have to realize that people have to live people have to be able to live get through their lives and, and uh, for whatever reason is not connected to the well to the if, if the, party, the
0: medical manufacturers the, shut down and the packers and the farmers and the truckers shut down Uh, guess what? We would have been dead, all of us, because nobody would have been able to survive. So, all right, so how do you see this race in the final 28 days, Leo 2.0?
1: I'll tell you right now, people don't understand it, Sean. Ignore those polls. They'll make the same mistake they made in 2016 when Trump pulled the inside straight. Black voters, I can speak to black voters, are trending towards Trump. I have asked Trump, and I've gotten some good news. I can't tell you. I'll tell you off the air. I'm going to be campaigning for Trump in those battleground states. And I think that what we need to do is to make an all-out push. Trump has an all-star lineup of surrogates and family members who can canvass those battleground states, but he's going to win this election, period, because people are afraid of the
2: left-wing team of Biden and Harris.
0: I hope you're right, uh, Sergeant Penny.
2: Look, I am praying for my race, Dr. Trey Penny. I'm <laughs> praying to win this race, So this is the reality. On the ground, the polls, the polls... Uh, you just can't tell. If you look at what the media is saying, they say that Trump's going to lose and all that. I'm not going to have coattails in my district anyway. I'm running in a majority minority district. So if people look at me as a candidate, if they see the groundwork that I've put in place, we're going to be able to change some things, especially in the House. I think we have we we, we look good in terms of, of really taking the House and the president. I, I, I think hands down, I think the president's going to have it, but. You know he's gonna have a fight because the Democrat Party they have a machine and they're they all pushing their money out there. There's signs everywhere at every black church out here. They Biden signs all over the, all over the place. So I think the Republican Party is gonna to have to do a whole lot more uh, to get Trump's message out. Uh,
0: okay, all right, but Leo, go ahead I, real quick.
2: No, I, no, very quickly. I just simply say this:
1: people who support Trump, they're loyal, they're quiet, but they're gonna come out in, in droves on the day of the election. They're gonna come out in massive numbers. I guarantee you. He's going to pull that second inside straight.
0: All right. We're going to be watching closely 27 days, not 28. I got to keep my day straight. Uh, All right. Leo Terrell, uh, Sergeant Penney, who's running for the 30th uh, Congressional District down in Dallas. Thank you. 800 941 Sean. Your calls. Next half hour, then Bill O'Reilly and Ari Fleischer on tonight's debate and much more as we continue. 800 941. Sean, you want to join us next half hour. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls here in just a second. You know, you got to love your friends and the mob and the media because uh, they're caught yet again rigging another Biden town hall. And not I, I I assume now by now, I assume by now, you know, it's ninety nine point nine percent, the media mob trying to rig this election in Joe Biden's favor. No matter, you know, you need look no further than Monday night's Biden town hall infomercial. And it's bad enough that journalism is dead and that all of these mob uh, members are in the tank for Biden. But. When they're caught red handed cheating in plain sight, you'd think there'd be some consequences. Now, uh, allegedly, there were undecided voters who appeared on NBC News in the town hall that they had with Joe Biden. The only problem is they had earlier voiced their support for the former vice president over at MSDNC, Peter Gonzalez and. Ismail Lano, I think is how you pronounce the last name, posed questions to the Democratic presidential nominee at the town hall Monday in Miami uh, as part of a quote, audience of undecided Florida voters. But the problem is, both appeared on MSDNC in August to show their support for Biden. And the Washington Free Beacon reported all of this. If we get four more years of Trump, good luck. Good luck with the future of attracting younger voters, Gonzalez said on MSDNC. Now, they identified as voting for Biden and something that Joe Biden said during his speech resonated with me uh, was that what defines America's possibility? Then at the town hall, well, NBC fake news anchor Lester Holtz said he voted for Hillary Clinton four years ago, but voted for a Republican in the past. It's all a put-up. It was all a lie. We now even have it on tape, and we'll play it for you.
4: Welcome back, Miami, and the town hall meeting with former Vice President Joe Biden, taking questions from undecided voters. Peter Gonzalez has next question. Uh, welcome to Miami, Mr. Vice President.
3: Um, I was born in Hartford, Connecticut, and I've been living in Coral Gables for the last 20-plus years. We get four more years of Trump. Good luck. And good luck with the future attracting younger voters. Let's
4: go to Ismail Eliano, who voted for Hillary Clinton four years ago, but has voted Republican in the past. What's your question for Mr. Biden? Hi, Mr. Vice President,
3: things that uh,
5: you know that 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 Joe Biden said during his speech that resonated with me was you know, what defines America's possibility.
4: there Mateo Gomez joins us now. Uh, First time voter came to the U.S. from Colombia at age two. Welcome. Spent a lot of time in Colombia. Thank you, Lester,
0: for the introduction. After watching the debate, Mateo Gomez told us he really didn't feel like he got a whole lot out of it. And it really did not do a lot to help him. If you had to pull the trigger and vote for someone tomorrow, how would you vote? Probably Biden in the sense it would be one because just how unpresidential the whole entire debate was it's it is that is how rigged the mob and the media is that's how corrupt that they are that is what we now find ourselves up against that's why you're never going to get the history of joe biden on race that's why he's never going to be asked the questions we went into great specificity and detail in yesterday. That's why that Kamala Harris is not going to be challenged tonight on her far left radical views. For the, I guarantee you, for the most part, the only one that will have to do that will be Vice President Pence. Uh, that's why the Biden family corruption issues and zero experience Hunter and the mayor of Moscow, the first lady of Russia, uh, the Russian oligarchs, the Ukrainian oligarchs, the Kazakh oligarchs and nationals from China, you know, and the and the shopping sprees and Burisma and everything in between the Bank of China. One point five billion. Nobody's going to bring up those questions either. I mean, the the whole thing is rigged, the whole thi- that you've got every major institutional force now against All things Donald Trump but they're also against all things we the American people because they're doing a pretty good job of covering for Biden and lying to the American people to convince them to go the way they want them to go and they have a vested interest in this campaign and and yet they refuse steadfastly to do their job I know a lot of people will say well it's Donald Trump's fault in the end he's responsible for running his campaign Well, not when you have the media that just refuses to do any aspect of their job. You know, at what point do they get blamed for their failure, for their contributions, if you will, in kind for all things Democrat uh, and all things radical and all things socialist? Uh, Bob is in Long Island. Bob, you're next. You're on the Sean Hannity show. Glad you called, sir.
3: Sean, how are you?
0: I'm Um, good. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing well, thank you. Sean, I wanted to talk about the next debate, either vice presidential or presidential. And when it comes to health care, I think both the VP and the president can look in the camera and say to the American audience, if you like your plan, keep your plan that was a lie. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctorate. That was a lie. We're going to lower your premiums. That was a lie. Both the president and the VP could look at the camera and say, and these are the same people who want to expand that program. We do not want to elect them into office.
0: Look, well, we've got a debate tonight, And, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the president should be outlining and the vice president should be outlining what their agenda is for their second term. But they also have a track record that I think is extraordinarily impressive, although there's no coverage of that either. There's no coverage of Joe's radicalism. There's no coverage of Joe's plans. There's no uh, Joe doesn't answer questions. I mean, they're barely showing they won't even answer if they're going to pack the courts. They're not going to answer if they're they'll end the legislative filibuster. You know, whose fault is that? Well, that, in large part, would be a corrupt media's fault. and well,
3: well, well, we, we know that, Sean. And and one other thing I'd like to comment on, if you don't mind, is if there's another presidential debate, I, I hope that the president asks the moderator to take 30 seconds, that the president wants to take 30 seconds and address the white supremacist, issue and say that at the last debate, Mike Wallace, I'm sorry, Chris Wallace, asked me that question. And I want the American people to know that Chris Wallace also asked that question of me in 2016. Why do you think he asked that question of me? He's got to address that and tell people what went on at the first debate and why it's continuing to go on.
0: I mean, I don't know how many times I've played montages of him rejecting outright white nationalism, white supremacists the kkk david duke all of it you know this idea that joe was motivated to get into the into the the race because you know the were many good people in charlottesville but he but they edited out when he said i'm not talking about the white nationalists they should be condemned i'm not talking about the extremists they should be condemned he said all of that in my interview with the president last week, he also said it again in no uncertain terms. And, you know, how about Joe? Is Joe going to apologize to the to African-Americans for his praise of the former Klansmen? I mean, this is what frustrates me. The double standard is so flagrant, you know, that they got their hand on the scale so one-sided that it is it's not a fair fight in many ways. It never will be either. And on top of that, you've got people that watch the some other areas in the mob and they believe what they say. And it's they're they're literally being lied to on an hourly basis by on a minute by minute basis. You know, I'm not sure why that that, that, that's that. Why would the president have to go back to that again? How many times does one need to condemn? And by the way, rightly so, all of these hate groups, all of them. But you also have Black Lives Matter, the group on tapes, chanting, what do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now? You know, antifaz an idea, Joe Biden said. Not an idea. It's a group that has taken on a violent, radical agenda. And yet nobody presses him on these answers. Look, I guess we just have to deal with the fundamental unfairness of it. I'm just pointing it out. I accept what it is but i hope the american people see through it otherwise you're you're going to get the most radical stated policies ever implemented in this country it will fundamentally alter every single principle that has made america great and we will pay a dear price for it i promise you that uh todd is in california todd how are you glad you called
3: hey sean thanks for taking my call i hope you're doing well um, thank you i i see this debate uh being pretty much what the first one was, the Joe Biden and
5: Kamala Harris are just going to bury their heads in the sand because they don't want to answer questions. I have renamed the Democrat party as sort of a play on words, but it's the Hippocrat party. They are so hypocritical on every line of their defense and it's sickening to watch. And I can't wait for Pence to, to pounder on, on tough items like to defund the police and, uh, abortion. Um, there's so many routes that he's going to take, and she's going to do exactly what Joe did and just bury your head in the sand to not have to answer questions.
0: I think that's been their strategy, will remain their strategy the whole time. I, I Look, they've decided that if they hide that this just is a referendum on Donald Trump, period. And, and so, they're you know, you know, like in hockey, for example, you have, all right, goal scored by number seven, uh, Rod Gilbert, with the assist from Brad Park and somebody else, right? Just thinking back in the old days. Or, you know, goal scored by uh, uh, number 16, Bobby Clark, the assist, Reggie Leach and Rick McLeish, right? Okay. Um, the assistance now comes courtesy of all things media. The media, they hate Donald Trump. You know, here we have a full, complete knowledge that Hillary Clinton orchestrated and designed a phony conspiracy that the Russians were colluding with Donald Trump. They knew about it. The CIA director even informed then President Obama about it. They did nothing about it and they facilitated it even further and they took it and they ran with it. We know that the dirty dossier, which is Russian misinformation that Hillary paid for, that the source for it was a known Russian operative for 10 years. And they kept going with their premeditated fraud on the FISA court. And yet nobody's been held accountable. I mean, these are troubling times. I am telling you, we will lose the country. You're thinking, well, we can't lose the country. Uh, Actually, we can. It's very it's more possible than you think. And there's a lot at stake in 27 days. And I can't tell you how this is going to play out. I cannot. There's got to be enough people out there that see this for what it is for Donald Trump to win. You cannot reward a corrupt media and a corrupt Democratic Socialist Party that is hiding, that won't even answer if they're going to pack the courts for crying out loud. All right. Let's get back to our busy telephones here. As we say hi to Andy, is in the all-important state of Florida, the Sunshine State. Andy, hi. How are you? Boy, do we need Florida in 27 days, sir?
3: Sean, sure, it's a pleasure to talk to you. You're a great American. Uh, before I get to 10th strategy tonight, uh, uh, just one quick idea that I think will be inspirational once Trump gets back on the campaign trail after beating COVID. Trump should adopt a new theme song. It should be Rocky's theme from the movie Rocky. Feeling
0: strong now. Mm. You like that idea? I love all Rocky movies. You know, I, my favorite is quoting, you know, life ain't all sunshine and, and rainbows. Nothing in, nothing's going to hit you, and hard is life itself. It's not a matter how hard you get hit. It's a matter of how hard you, you can hit. And keep moving forward. The
4: world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Nope. It's Not. a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees beat and keep you, you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about no, how, matter, hard, how you hard you, hit. you get hit. It's about how hard you can you get, get hit, hit and keep, keep moving, moving forward. forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that.
0: There you go. I can't say it any better. 800-941-SHAWN, toll-free telephone number. We get all things Bill O'Reilly at the top of the hour. Ari Fleischer, his take on the upcoming debate, and much more. 800-941-SEAN, toll telephone number if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. 27 days, and you are the ultimate jury. We'll continue. Uh, all things Bill O'Reilly, simple man. Uh, is BillO'Reilly.com. You can find it there. Well, uh, there were moments. We have the VP debate tonight, uh, Mr. O'Reilly. And there were moments when Kamala Harris and Joe Biden debated and Didn't exactly go the way that I think Joe expected. Here's uh, a few of the highlights.
2: Believe, and it is personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And you know there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools, and she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. I believe
3: them, and I, I respect um, them being able to tell their story and having the
0: courage to do it. Do you believe that the vice president should enter this race? Oh, I, he's going to have to make that decision for himself. I wouldn't tell him what to do. I believe Biden's accusers, I was that little girl. uh, In other words, a victim of Biden's anti-school integration. Didn't want the schools that his kids would go to to be racial jungles. Uh, Kamala Harris has once compared ICE uh, to the KKK. Uh, As you heard there, she accused Joe of coddling the reputations of segregationists, including the former Klansman, Robert Byrd. Uh, I would not be a member of the U.S. Senate if those men he praised had their way. Uh, She called Jussie Smollett's hate crime hoax a modern day lynching. She promoted the group in Minnesota, the Minnesota Defense Fund, that put up bail for uh, alleged violent criminals. Uh, And now we know that even child molesters were released as a result. Uh, She led the smear against Justice Kavanaugh. She was the co-sponsor of the Green New Deal in the U.S. Senate. Uh, She also was the co-sponsor of Medicare for All. She supported ending all choice for any type of private health care insurance. She supports banning plastic straws, supports limits on meat, um, and she supported sanctuary cities and states and eliminating ICE. Praise Mayor Garcetti out in Los Angeles for a $150 million cut to the LAPD. She supports executive action as a means of, of infringing on Second Amendment rights. She supports uh, st- packing the U.S. Supreme Court. She's done that on three separate occasions. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, simple man, those are pretty extreme. She's to the left, if you can believe it, of Bolshevik Bernie. So I can assume you're not a big fan. No, I'm just giving. Bill O'Reilly. I'm a simple man like yourself. I'm just giving the facts. I
4: I know. You know, the plastic straw broke the
0: camel's back for me. I mean, that's it. I mean, I hate those paper straws. I hate it.
4: So. Look, congratulations on the 24th anniversary of the Fox News Channel. Before you uh, kick me off here, I just want to uh, talk to you a second about that. But anyway, get, let's get back to Pence. It's all on Pence tonight. So you reeled it off. Okay. The woman's an extremist. There's no doubt about it. She can't say she's not an extremist. So that what Pence has to do is totally ignore uh, Miss Page, who's okay. I, I've interviewed her. I think you've interviewed her. She's all right, but she's USA Today. That's a liberal paper, and, you know, that's Gannett, and she's going to bring in that sensibility. So Pence has got to turn and say, hey, uh, on this date you said this. Can you explain that? And i start off with the racist country. So here we have a senator who's had an extremely, extremely successful career with two immigrant parents, and you're now saying this is a racist country? How dare you, madam? And I would use those words. Pence won't. Pence is much more polite than I am. But I would do. how dare you? How dare you send a signal to achievers like yourself, people who have prospered in this great country? How dare you say that this is a racist country? You're living proof it is not. And then you'll see her sputter and stutter, and then Pence will win, and then Donald Trump will regain some momentum. And that's how important this is tonight.
0: All right. So these are obviously extreme positions that she's taken. But this is now the position of Joe Biden. I mean, he's partnered. I mean, he lied in the debate about his partnership with Bolshevik Bernie. He's, he's, he just flat out lied about it, flat out lied about the money that Hunter, zero experience Hunter, got from the, the you know, first the madam of of. Russia, the, the literally the the mayor's wife in Russia, three and a half million. Uh, the media mob is ignoring all things Russian oligarchs, Ukrainian oligarchs and and Chinese nationals, Russian nationals, Kazakh nationals, Ukrainian nationals, all the money that were made by zero experience hunter. Uh, it seems the media, your friends, Bill, that they have no interest in vetting Joe Biden at all. And and meanwhile, they're ignoring his cognitive difficulties and his weakness and his lid that he puts on his day at nine o'clock every morning. Did you just say the media are my friends? Is that they're what you your friends, say? Mr. O'Reilly, you're you, yeah, you're a friend. member of the media mob.
4: Uh, yeah, I know they love you. Oh, I know they do, and they have for the last 24 years. So anyway, all of what you're seeing is true, but it will not matter unless Mike Pence on worldwide television can win this debate in a very methodical, precise fashion. Because the two camps and all the tribes have already declared, and you're never going to get the press to be fair or tell the truth. We all know that. But if Pence can go in and show how extreme this woman is, this senator is, and use facts and her own words to do it, all right, if he can do that, then that will go what they call viral everywhere. Everyone will see it. And that could turn momentum in the favor of Trump-Pence. Now, Pence has got to anticipate She's going to full bore go after Trump. That's what she's going to do, because it's not worth her while to go after Mike Pence, who's not a factor. This, as you know, this election is about Donald Trump, yes or no. So that's what you can anticipate from her. So Pence can easily fend that off. He can easily fend that off and get back to her. Pence has got to make this debate all about Kamala Harris And her radicalism, if he can do that by association at the end of the date, he can tie it to Biden because they're going to have statements at the end. And he can say, look, we saw tonight how radical this woman is. Why would why would Joe Biden, who says he's a moderate, pick somebody that radical? Why? And that's how you do it. you got to walk through it methodically. And I hope he does tonight, because, as you know, I fear I fear, and I'm, I'm not in this for party business. I fear what will happen with a Biden Harris ticket. I wrote a column on BillO'Reilly.com about it. And this is very, very serious. And everybody. If,
0: if their stated policies are implemented, Bill O'Reilly, the United States, as we know it, goes away. Um, right. And, and that, that is not hyperbole. But
4: um, you also but get imp- hurt. You also get hurt personally. So that's what I don't think people know. You know, a lot of people just don't buy it. They just say, oh, no, this is exaggerated. I will guarantee if these people win that every single American who works for a living and who has a family and who has constitutional rights to bear arms, uh, freedom of speech, all of that, every one of us will be hurt Because these people don't have any rules. They don't like the country. Biden isn't in that category, but Biden, he's not in control. He's not in command. He's going to do what he's told to do. The people behind Biden don't like the country, and everybody should know that. They're not looking out for us. They want to ram a big central government down our throat and have all kinds of socialistic policies. That's what they want. And I, I mean, I'm like Paul Revere here, and my horse is getting mad at me.
0: Well, you know, look, Bill, there's a lot at stake. What extent do you think the president contracting COVID-19, do you think that might have, or is having, or will have on the ultimate decision of the American people? Uh, he seems to be making a, a pretty remac- miraculous and quick recovery, uh, more evidence that the therapeutics that he's been talking so much about are, are very effective, everything from Regeneron to Remdesivir and, and other treatments as well.
4: Look, it all depends on how he presents himself uh, next week in Miami at the debate. If he looks into the camera, and again, this is a town hall debate, so he can say whatever he wants to say. This isn't what it was last time he looks into the camera and says listen i got a really bad disease here an illness here and i want to tell you how it affected me and then he talks from the heart this is how covid affected me if he can make that connection particularly to women all right he's gonna then turn this thing around to his advantage but if he comes on full of bluster and, and you know, braggadocio, that is going to be the death knell. Donald Trump has one more chance, and that's in Miami next week. But Biden is weak. You see, this is the difference. This is the difference. Hillary was weak, too. And that's why Trump, as a neophyte, beat her. Biden's even weaker than Hillary. So his report his support is thin. It's not like Barack Obama where these people were passionate about Obama. They're not I, th- I think the real Joe.
0: passion on the left comes from the Trump haters and I mean those that, you know, yeah, hate that's every what We said it's yeah.
4: about Trump. But Trump can then go around that and talk directly to the American people about his experience with COVID. He's got to have a message going in what he wants the folks to know about that experience and he's got to take his time he's got to speak in a little bit different way very personal it's hard for him to do that he doesn't like to do that but he's going to have to do that next week
0: all right uh so now the question is time we're 27 days away from election day early voting now starts in arizona today it started in ohio yesterday if you still look at the polls the economy still remains number one covid seems at least in check you know, except for this hot spot that's now known as the White House, it's kind of reminiscent. Of, remember, we had the the meatpacking hot spots. One was in South Dakota, one was in Iowa, one was in Washington, and they very quickly descended on those hot spots and were able to put those spots out. We saw a little bit with the Sun Belt over the summer, where you know Texas, Arizona, California, Florida, they got hit. Although it was impacting younger people more than older people, uh, we're now in final stage vaccine. Uh, human trial testing looks like we'll have one looks like november ish we should have you know now a push towards fda approvals that's done um and that was done in record time uh just like these therapeutics so i mean a lot has happened and and very positive developments i'm not sure people are catching up with where the news is though
4: well that's why uh president trump in the last week of the campaign all of his ads should be him just him Speaking to the American public. And, uh, you know, it's a strategy. People are, there are some people on the right that are panicking. You know, I get a lot of mail, I'm sure you do too, about, oh, we're going to lose, we're going to lose, we're going to lose. Well, nobody can predict that right now.
0: Nobody can. All right, stay, Bill, stay right there. I want to talk about predictions on the other side of it. By the way, Bill's latest book, Killing Crazy Horse, another number one uh, bestseller. He's working on now, I guess, his 16th in a series, and that's Killing Hannity. We'll find out what that's all about. Uh, we'll let you know when that gets released as well. But it's on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. You know, I raised all these questions. You know, Joe Biden's barely answered 100 questions the entire campaign, and he's gotten away with it. He's never had to answer questions about his, his racial associations and ties and, you know, his, his work with Robert Byrd, his praise of Robert Byrd and other segregationists. Why do you think the media mob gives him a pass on something as, as severe as that?
4: Well, it's neurosis. Um, so Donald Trump has become now an obsession with the left-wing press. And at the same time, they make money from it. So if you look at the TV ratings for MSNBC and CNN, they've gone up because they hate Trump all day, every day. So they're making money. And those people, most of them sincerely do despise Donald Trump. So when you put the two together, you're never going to get fair play. And I'll predict that after the election, by the way, the left wing press will take a beating in the six months after the election that you have never seen. People are just going to walk away from it because you can't trust it anymore
0: bill o'reilly thank you eight hundred nine four one sean how does the president deal with the next twenty seven days ari fleischer weighs in we'll get his take straight ahead best election coverage available on your radio dial all right suit up chin down twenty seven days you are the ultimate jury eight hundred nine four one sean you want to be a part of the program all right with twenty seven days we got the vice presidential debate tonight kamala harris mike pence We've been going over in great specificity and detail the very radical positions of Kamala Harris. Number one, when she turned to Joe Biden in the in the primary debate, I was that little girl saying she was a victim of Biden's anti uh, school integration Policies when he partnered with the former Klansman Robert Byrd and said he didn't want his kids going to public schools that were racial jungles. She led the smear against Justice Kavanaugh, co sponsor of the Green New Deal, uh, supported banning plastic straws and putting limits on red meat, co sponsored Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All. Uh, She also supported ending all choice. For private health care plans, eliminate him completely. You wouldn't have any choice. She supports sanctuary cities and states and eliminating ICE. Praised the mayor of Los Angeles for the defunding of the LAPD to the tune of $150 And she supports, if Congress doesn't act, the use of executive action uh, to take away Second Amendment rights. And she also supports stacking the U.S. Supreme Court. She said it three times. Ari Fleischer, I'd say that's pretty much uh, as radical as it gets and out of the mainstream as it gets. Uh, And that is just the um, Cliff Notes version of Kamala Harris.
5: That's a long Cliff Notes. She's got a record. You know, if Joe Biden wins, I can't wait for their weekly lunches where she takes all of this and convinces the then president, here's what you need to do, Joe, along with Nancy Pelosi and AOC and the other influences. Well, we already know that Joe Biden has tucked his tail and acquiesced and changed long-standing positions to adhere to what the left asks of, asks of him in 2020. You know, if Biden was strong enough to stand up for himself and against them, it'd be one thing. But on abortion, Joe Biden used to be opposed lifelong to using taxpayer money to fund abortion. He caved on that this year in the primaries, didn't he? He walked away from all his record on criminal justice, on locking people up, on being tough on criminals. Three strikes, you're out. 100,000 cops on the street. Against all of that now, he he won't stand up. And that's the problem when he's surrounded by the Harris's, the Pelosi's and the AOC's.
0: There's no vetting of Joe Biden at all. I don't think Donald Trump would get away with saying with partnering with a former Klansman, somebody he praised as his mentor and friend and 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 leading the effort with the guy that filibustered the Civil Rights Act and opposed the Voting Rights Act to stop integration of public schools because he didn't want his kids going to schools that are racial jungles. Nobody's ever asked that question, Ari Fleischer. Not one person in the media.
5: You, you 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 nailed it, Sean. It's, it's worse than there's no vetting at all. There's reverse vetting. NBC and ABC at their town halls with so-called undecided voters with Joe Biden. They had people who previously came out in favor of Joe Biden on MSNBC. They announced they were for Joe Biden. What's NBC do? They call them undecided and have a town hall featuring quote unquote undecided voters, and they get to ask Joe Biden questions. Oh, the fix is in. When it you know you know what, what distresses me so much, Sean. I was a big believer in the press has always been liberal. That's my my experience dealing with them for some 30 years, always been liberal. But they've never displayed such in-the-tankism as they have now. They've just rolled over. They're not tough on Biden. They were not tough on Obama. They're brutal on Trump. Sometimes he deserves it. But I used to think they're tough on everybody, and I've abandoned that. I can no longer in good conscience say that. They're rolling over trying to pave the way so Joe Biden can win this election.
0: Look, I said in 2007, journalism in America is dead. I think I was right. I think I'm more right than ever. Now they're agenda-driven. I think it's state-run newspapers, state-run broadcast channels, and state-run cable news channels. I I, I believe that with all my heart. It's every second, every minute, every hour of every day, hating all things Donald Trump. But when you look at it and and you combine it, you're looking at powerful institutional forces. 99% of the media... That is a powerful institutional force. The biggest campaign contributor to Joe Biden. Uh, then you, you add that to the Washington, D.C. swamp. They're all in for Biden. Uh, you can add even that there are these, you know, never Trumper Republicans that are willing to support a radical socialist. And, and frankly, somebody that is weak, frail and struggling cognitively over the, because of their hatred of Donald Trump. You may not like Trump's style. I get it. But he certainly followed through on his promises, and his success speaks for itself.
5: And it's important to look at this through the longer sweep of time. Yes, we can all get it in the context of Trump. It doesn't make it right what the journalists are doing, it actually makes it wrong. They're supposed to be the independent people in society. But what journalism is doing is killing itself. What they have done is make people throw their hands up in the air and say there's nowhere left to go to get down the middle accurate." Well, hang
0: on a second. You get Hannity on, on radio and TV. You're doing okay.
5: <laughs> well, you've got opinions every, every once in a while.
0: Just occasionally.
5: Yeah, I hear it from people all the time. Where can I go to get the facts? Where can I go just to find out what has happened during the course of the day? And it's so filtered. And journalism, what used to be the networks, CNN, I think, in many ways is the worst because they still hold themselves up as being fair, neutral reporters when their anchors 100% have their fingers on the scale. They can hear in the questions they ask, the way they interrupt some guests, don't interrupt other guests. Fox is so much more balanced, even in their daytime programs, especially the news programs. I get opinion programs are supposed to be opinions. But journalism has, for the most part, in the era of Obama, and then the era of Trump, abandoned its core mission, which was to so, hold
0: powerful people
5: accountable. Now they only hold people accountable if it helps their niche,
0: and that's wrong. So so, so Donald Trump's got 27 days. He's making his full recovery from COVID, thank God, and uh, a rather speedy recovery. It looks like he'll be at the second debate in Miami next week. Let's start with tonight. What is what does the vice president need to do in this debate? And then what would Donald Trump need to do in the second debate, assuming it takes place in Miami?
5: Three simple words, Sean. Smoke them out. Their, their task, Mike Pence and Donald Trump's task, is to show how crazy liberal Joe Biden is. And he needs to make the words come out of Joe Biden's mouth. And here's how you do it. When the question comes up about packing the court, and even if the moderator doesn't ask it, Trump, Trump and Pence bring it up. And they say, if Congress passes a bill to pack the courts, I will veto it. Will you veto it, Joe? And then stop talking. Don't interrupt. Let Joe duck and dodge it. When it's obvious he ducks and dodges it, try it one more time. I'll veto it. Will you veto it, Joe? Ducks and dodges it again. And a moment later, Trump turns to the cameras and says, America, what you just heard is why you can't trust Donald, Joe Joe Biden. He won't answer that question. I will. And you know why he won't? Because he will pack. And then you keep going on like that. That's the clean technique to make it so clear to the American people out of Biden's mouth and Harris's mouth how liberal they are. And you can do that on a host of issues, fracking, American energy independence, creating states out of Puerto Rico and D.C. to pack the Senate. Every one of those, they can smoke them out. And that's the task because they've got to make this election a choice. And not a referendum, and they've got to get to that issue. But the other important thing too is Amy Comey Barrett's nomination. That's still shown more than any major event has the potential to change the conversation. If the Democrats repeat the crazy streets tactics that they've used against Brett Kavanaugh, and that they've seen the streets across the country, if they come to Washington and flood the streets and protest, and if there's violence. That will remind people about the choice in this election.
0: Do you do you suspect they'll do it, or will they politically be afraid to do what, that which they want to do?
5: I think the Democratic base is nuts. And they are <laughs> so scared of the Supreme
0: Court. They, Why don't you tell us how you really feel? No battle. opinion from Ari Fleischer at all, ever. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> They are, Sean. They are. I kind of like to be real. I think they're bat-blanking crazy, but what what do I know?
5: (laughs) But to them, the Supreme Court is everything because they legislate through it, and they think social issues are everything, and they cannot count on That's how there can be another side on social issues. So it drives them to the streets. It drives them to an irrational passion. And if they do engage in these crazy tactics, it's a reminder to centrist America that as much as there are things about Donald Trump that sometimes he's too hot to handle, the Democrat Party policies are too hot to handle, and their tactics are as well. That could be an issue in the election.
0: But you 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 have a candidate, I don't know if you want to call him a ghost of a candidate or a shadow of a candidate, but I mean... I mean, it's almost every other day, you know, they're calling a lid on the Biden campaign at 9, 9.30, 10 a.m. in the morning. And, and I, I, I strongly believe he, he's weak and he's frail and he's struggling cognitively and that I think everybody knows it. They're hiding it and nobody will talk about it. But yet everywhere I go, people are talking about it and people are asking me about it. And I would assume you get the same questions that I'm getting.
5: Well, I differ with you on this one. I think Biden has showed a lot of moments of weakness, but I think he's also showed he
0: can stand on his own two feet in the debate and some of the
5: interviews. Uh, Okay, for an
0: hour and a half, but I mean, who who spends half the month of September in your basement?
5: Here's the bigger issue. Here's why he's doing that. His entire strategy is to make this a referendum on Trump and not a choice between the two of them. If it's a choice between the two of them, Trump can come back. But if the only person in the spotlight is Donald Trump, Biden's calculation is that hurts Trump, and so that's why he's hiding in the basement. He doesn't want the coverage. He wants it all to be on Trump.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I gotta tell you something. It's uh, it's a pretty frightening. Their stated agenda. What is it? Yeah, okay. It really is packing the courts. They really will go forward with eliminating fossil fuels. They really will raise taxes. They really are for amnesty and open borders, radical justices. And, you know, I I mean, I I believe everything they're saying, trillions for this new Green Deal. And I I just feel that there has been a and almost just a... A silencing of anybody that really will tell the truth, and they just ignore what the agenda is. I mean, you have these people that call themselves never Trumpers. What, now they're going to buy into a socialist and a Green New Deal and higher taxes and open borders and the United Sanctuary States of America? Have they abandoned all their principles?
5: And, you know, as bad as it was under Obama, it's about to get worse under Biden. Under Obama, we had the lowest economic growth since the Depression. And if you want to know how to hurt working-class people, if you want to know how to hurt minorities, if you want to know how to hurt people who make who are lower on the economic income ladder, that's how you do it. You repeat the distributionist sees what people make policies that the Democrats love. And now it's going to be on steroids for the issues you just pointed out, Sean. This, what Donald Trump created prior to COVID was an American success story that particularly helped low-income Americans and minorities. We're about to throw all that away if Joe Biden gets elected.
0: How do you see the state of the race right now from your perspective?
5: I'm very worried about it. You know, all these polls, Sean, you can't just dismiss them all now. And I check very carefully the methodology wherever I can to make sure that they're not skewed too heavily in favor of Democrats. But even the good polls are now showing a commanding Joe Biden lead, And I think there's time for Donald Trump to reverse and, and, and get back in the game. But it's it's a very worrisome position right now for anybody who wants the president to be reelected.
0: So you could have a guy that has been in hiding most of the summer, most of the campaign that's answered less than 100 questions that won't even answer a question about court packing actually win the election? I mean, a guy that is this radical left, a guy that signs the Bolshevik Bernie Biden manifesto, a guy that buys into the Green New Deal, a guy that will end the legislative filibuster, a guy that will, you know, they'll unilaterally make D.C. and Puerto Rico states without any input from 50 other states. All of that can happen and will happen.
5: It can happen, yes. And that's why it's so important for Mike Pence and Donald Trump to smoke them out. The issues you just raised, Sean, have got to be raised in front of 70, 80 million Americans who watch the debates. As great as your show is and being the number one show on cable, you reach 3 to 4 million people a night. 70 to 80 million people tuned in for the first debate. So that's the task. This issue's got to be elevated to that level. And there's time to do it. There's three debates remaining, two for the president, one for the vice president. Um, But they've got to play offense and drive it home.
0: Ari Fleischer, thanks for being with us. Media consultant, political aide, uh, always appreciate your insight. Eight, and by the way, I would take these words seriously. Yeah, they, you you can get the outcome you don't want. I've been telling everybody, nobody can predict, predict with certainty how this is going to end. All right, Hannity, tonight, uh, right after the debate, the vice presidential debate, we have full coverage, Ari Fleischer, Sarah Sanders, Governor Kristi Nome, Jason Chavitz, Geraldo Reince Priebus, Rick Grinnell, Leo 2.0, Lawrence of Minneapolis. We're watching what's going on there with the bond release today, uh, earlier in the day for the police officer in the George Floyd case. We're watching that right after the debate around 11 Eastern tonight. Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you then. We're back here tomorrow. Thanks, as always, for being with us.